We're continuing in Simon Reishin and base, and we'll be concluding the Simon today, Mirza Shem. We'll be doing Sif Vav and Sif Zayin. Just quickly before we begin Sif Vav, we left off with a couple of points we wanted to clarify. Number one was the Machlokas, the Machaber, Ramah, uh, placing the Chitim, the Tzarech Rechaim Shamayim, replacing the wheat into the water mill before Shabbos. The Mechaber held just like the other examples, that would be Mutter, even though it's continuing to go on Shabbos and the actual grinding is taking place on Shabbos, because your action was Arab Shabbos, it's Mutter. And the Ramah says, Yesh Osim Rechaim, others argue and say that it's Asr, because Hashmas Kol, because uh, the sound of Malacha that's taking place on Shabbos, it creates a Chashad, people will think that, that you're doing the Malacha, so therefore based on Hashmas Kol, Anything that makes the sound of Malacha is Asr and Shabbos. And the Ramah concluded that this is how we're knowing ideally, unless there's a loss, you can be Mekel. So, some applications, first of all, of Hashmas Kol. The classic examples would be a washing machine or a dryer or a potentially even a dishwasher. Anything that, although you're doing the Malacha before Shabbos, everything is set up. It's continuing on Shabbos, and it's making noise. That would be Hashmaz Kol, or Lechad Chila. We would try to stay away from that unless it's Makam Hafsid. Another example would be setting a timer. Let's say, theoretically, you could have your dishwasher on a timer, um, or you could even have uh, the, uh, the radio or a CD on a timer. All of these things would fall under that same problem of Hashmaz Kol. There's a discussion in the postgame regarding alarm clocks. Am I allowed to set an alarm clock before Shabbos? It's definitely going to make noise. Ramosha Feinstein was uh, was hesitant, and he actually paskins that uh, if it's going to be heard outside of your living area, that would be a problem. On the other hand, Roshlomo Zaman Arobach is quoted in the Shemir Shabbos Kilchoso and Perak Chavches, where he felt that setting an alarm clock before Shabbos would be fine. Uh, similar to the case of the Zeger, the case of setting the the grandfather clock, even though it's going to make noise, that's something that's clear it was set up before Shabbos. The post can also say something like an air conditioning or a uh, generator, it makes a lot of noise, but it's in that same category where it's clear it was set up before Shabbos and there would be no uh, no problem with Hashemah's So those are some examples of Hashemah's I wanted to get into the Machlokas, the Magan of Ram, and other Achronim that we mentioned yesterday regarding the placing of wheat into the Rechaim Shemayim on Shabbos. Is that an Isra de or not? At first glance, it would seem that it's an Isra of Tochein. You're grinding up the wheat. Of course it's Osir. And that's what many Achronim say. The Magan of Ram was of the opinion that it's not really a direct action. It's only a grama. I'm putting it into this machine. It'll take two or three minutes to eventually work its way down and get ground up. So that's a grama. The, the main nafkamina would be having a non-Jew place the, the wheat into the machine for you. According to the Magan of Ram, uh, it's a malacha derabanan, and therefore, if there's a major tzorich, or the tzorich mitzvah, you could be mekel, shvus to shvus. According to other achronim, that's viewed as a mice of tochein, and having a non-Jew do malacha deraisa for you, we'll learn in Reshai and Vav, is something that we rarely would do, if ever. So the the Bir Lachadivra Maschil Hashmas Kol brings this Machlokis, and he says that the other Achrodim were of the opinion, the Kevin the Rechaim Tochanin Mavada Yovo Gam Tavozo, because this thing is in the process of grinding, and it'll eventually get to your wheat that you place inside there. 
It should be analogous to baking or cooking. When you place the raw food on the stove, it's not cooking immediately. For doing an action of Bishel as soon as you put the pot on the fire. Now, it happens to be, if you take the pot off the fire before it cooks, that I'm not chayiv. But assuming I keep it on there long enough, where it's actually nisbashel, or it's, it's baked, so the maisa malacha was when I put it on the fire originally. And therefore, other achronim argue against the Mughal of Rome and say this should be the exact same thing. Once that wheat is ground up, the, the maisa malacha was putting the wheat into the rechaim shalmayim. And the Merchalach says, Ayin Babakama Dav Samach, Dele'inyan Shabbos Chamira Mele'inyan Nezikin. Take a look at Babakama Dav Samach. Regarding Shabbos, we are more machmer than we are by Nezikin. So to understand a little bit of the background here, there's a famous contradiction that's brought up by many Rishonim and Achronim. The Gemara in Shabbos on Dav Kofches, Kofchaf rather, it quotes the Pasuk, Losasa Bo Malacha, You shall not do any Malacha, and the Gemara makes a drasha, a siyahu da aser gromashari. The only thing that's aser on a deraisa level is a maisa, is doing malacha. But grama, if something's indirect, then it would be mutter. That's the Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Kufchaf. The Gemara in Babakama, the Birlacha here is alluding to in Daf Samech, says that uh, it's referring to the malach of Zora. You're taking the mixture, the schmutz, the chaff, together with the kernel, and you're throwing it up in the air, and having the wind hopefully blow away much of the chaff and the, the refuse. So the Gemara has the question, why am I high for that? That's not my action, that's the wind. That's only a grama. So one of the answers of the Gemara is, that's true, intrinsically it's not your action, but when it comes to Shabbos, Malachis Machshavis, we care about your mindset, and because you were trying to utilize the wind to do this separation, we view it as your action. And that's what the Birlacha means, that we're more machmir with Shabbos than we are by Nezikin. When it comes to Nezikin causing damage, even if I'm trying to cause damage, but I do so in an indirect way, I'm not chayiv, I'm not chayiv with the other, at least. When it comes to Shabbos, even though it's a groma, if I'm trying to accomplish that, that's viewed as my maisa, which is an interesting application of Malachas Machshavis. Usually, Malachas Machshavis is used as a heter, meaning to say that it's a requirement. You have to have the proper mindset to be chayiv in doing a malacha. This is one of the rare exceptions where Malachas Machshavis is actually a chumrah. It's saying even though objectively it's not your action, your thought makes it your action. So the contradiction is, on one hand, the Gemara and Shabbos is telling us, you're not chayv, at least on a derais level for grama. On the other hand, the Gemara Baba Kam is telling us that even if it's grama, if that's your mindset, we view it, it's attributed to you. So one of the famous answers, and the Rush speaks about this, as well as the Achiezer and others, the difference is as follows. If you're just setting up a situation where indirectly malacha will happen, that's grama and that's not chayv medirayse. When do we say you're chayv medirayse for grama? That's only if this is the way to do the malacha, or this is the way this particular machine operate, operates. 
So for example, the Simon Shinlam and Dalid Sif Chaf base, it speaks about the case of the table catching on fire. So one potential Eitzah, and this is a paraphrasing the Mishnah and Shabbos, is that you can place um, jugs of Kli Cheris, of uh, earthenware, filled with water around the fire, and as the fire spreads, the jugs will break, and the water will put out the fire. And that's Groma, and that's Mutter. So the Pshat over there is, I'm creating a situation where Malacha will happen, but it's happening in an indirect way, and that's why I'm in the rice, it's okay. In contrast to a case of a water mill, even though there, there's a time delay when I put it in the machine and it's not getting ground up for a few minutes, so that's somewhat indirect, but halachically, that's considered my action. When I throw up the chaff and the kernels in the air, even though I'm not the one separating them, that's the wind, it's not me, but I'm utilizing the wind, and this is the way you do the malacha. So one basic answer to this contradiction is, if something is made to work in this particular way, or this is the way the malacha is performed, even though there is a time delay, we say, malachis machsheves asritora, your mindset attributes that action to you. And uh, that seems to be the approach here of the Achronim against the Magan of Ram. And this actually comes up in the, the big discussion about the, uh, the Shabbos oven. The Starke has a Chiddush that, that because they created an oven to work in a way where when you press the button, it's only through a time delay, there's real grama, and only after that delay does something happen, does it turn on or does the temperature change, that can be permissible, because there is a distinction, grama on Shabbos, at least the Ramah is something that we don't do unless there's a real need, but grama on Yontif is mutter, mutter l'chad So that's part of the chiddush of the, uh, the Shabbos oven. However, many would argue, and many do, that if the oven is made in this way to have a time delay, you can't utilize the heter of grama. That's the way this thing works. So that's a much larger discussion. But uh, just some examples of how Shema's call and to realize, although they're talking about a water mill, you and I probably have never seen a water mill, uh, the realization that this discussion has major, major application in many areas of Shabbos and technology. Let's continue with Sivvav. Says, he should not walk out on Erev Shabbos, close to, to dark, with his needle in his hand or his, his pen, because he might forget and continue walking with it, and he'll be over the Isra of Hotzah. But it's mother to go out with tefillin close to dark because that you're not going to forget. Let's take a look here. This is true for anything you're holding in your hand. This would be also true if you have something in your pocket. That's considered caring and bichayv and Shabbos. But asru lotzeis bomi beisav samech lachashecha, shema yishkach v'yotze mishetach shacha. And they said, therefore, it's also to walk out of your house close to dark because you might forget that you have it in your hand or in your pocket, and you'll be carrying something after nightfall. Of a mutter lotzeis l'rishus rabim samech lachashecha v'machat hatachuva lo b'bigdo. However, if you're a tailor and you keep your your needle. In, uh, in your begid, it's, it's attached in the begid, 
then it's mutter to walk close to nightfall. Um, in a place where you would not take it out during the week. In any situation where if I were to be doing this in Shabbos, I'd be Potter Midiraisa. That's not Derech So then we don't make this Gezerah that you can't have it, because if worse comes to worse and you keep it there, at least you're not a violation of a Deraisa. Even though having the the needle in your jacket is still also midirban and lo gazru chazal gezera le gezera, we don't have a gezera to the gezera lefize. Ha'idna the leker rishus harabim ele carmelis. Nowadays we don't have rishus harabim; we only have carmelis. Shari lotzeis bechefet shebiyadu samech lechashecha. This entire sif would no longer be applicable, and you'd be allowed to take something in your hand, in your pocket, close to shkia hainu kodem shkia. The lahavi ele gezera le gezera. That's the Mogan of Ram. So the Mogan of Ram was of the opinion that in order to be viewed as a Rishus Harabim on a Deiraisa level, you have to have 600,000 people traveling through this area, which is very hard to find. And therefore, the Mogan of Ram held that there's no such thing as a Rishus Harabim. Every time you walk outside, you're in a Carmelist, so this, uh, this Gezerah of not having something in your hand or pocket wouldn't apply. That would be a Gezerah the Gezerah. However, according to many poskim and the mechaber included, they hold that even nowadays there is a rishus rabim, like we uh, we see in, in simon shin memhei. That is the simon that gets involved with this major major question of how do we define, how do we determine rishus rabim. Those posts can hold that as long as it's 16 amos wide, and there's some other factors that might have the status of Rishus Arabah on a Deraisa level, and therefore this sif would uh, would definitely be applicable nowadays as well. Concludes the mission in Beruhir, Lefi ma'ashikasav ha'grab b'biuro, asr samach l'shkia ma'amash afilakarmelis, let's say there's a karmelis that everyone agrees it's not a Rishus Arabim, it's lacking all the criteria, if it's Samach Lishkiya Mamish, then you still shouldn't walk out with something in your hand or in your pocket. Uh, even though it's a Gezerah the Gezerah, it's just that's way too dangerous. You can't play with fire. Sifkot and Nun Gimel. Shema Yishkach Vyotze. The Chashash here is you might forget about it and carry it. Hainush Yishkach Vyotze is a Chayfetz Meshetach Shach Meshus Lerishus. You might carry this item from one Rishus to another. Oh, you have Yerena Arba Amos, Meshus Arabim. Or you might transfer it for Amos, Meshus Arabim. Nun dalid, but tefillin. We said if you're wearing tefillin on your head, then there's no problem, because you're not going to forget about that. Ratzalomer, but tefillin shebirosho. V'logazrin ancham yishkach milasalkam ad shechashecha. And we don't make a gezera that maybe you'll forget to take them off until it's already Shabbos. V'yitztarech oz li'panos v'yusereim me'al atzmo. You'll have to remove them from yourself. V'yusoyim arba amos v'shizrava. And you come to carry them for amos. Like we'll see in Shinalev of Zion. Why don't we make that gezera? You're not going to forget them on your head. And it's not because you're wearing them. The reason you're not going to forget them is It's a mitzvah to touch them. And you can't forget about them. That's part and parcel of the mitzvah. That's why I'm not going to forget about it. But if I'm just holding my tefillin in my hand, then then indeed it would be also to walk out uh, close to Shkia. 
just like any other item, the Messiah died to mehem ve'yishkach ve'yotzei mishachashaychem mishus l'rishus. Oh, she is soim arba amos. We have the exact same concern. You might go from one rishus to another, or carry them arba amos. Let us do sif zayin. We'll finish up the simon. Mitzvah lemash meish adam mechelav berav shabbos samach lechashaycha. And this comes from the second parak of Shabbos that we read every Friday night. It's a mitzvah to check your clothing, Erev Shabbos, close to Shkia. So there should be nothing in there that's usher to carry on Shabbos. Says the Mishnah It means your clothing. In anything that you might use, like the pockets that are sewn in, or even in one's belt, if the custom was to place items in the belt, that there are pockets there. The concern is you might have something that you didn't realize, and that you'll walk into the Rishus Rabbim. You might have something that's mukta, and you'll be moving that on Shabbos. Nunvav, be Erev Shabbos, you should check your clothing Erev Shabbos. Nir dehu adin be Shabbos, im hu rotu lotzeis chutz Erev. The same halacha should apply in Shabbos itself. Let's say I live in a community where there's an Erev, um, but I want to walk to my friend's house a few miles away. Obviously not going inside the Tuchum, right? But I want to walk outside the Erev, then I should check my pockets right here on Shabbos. Vuhu roga lotzeis vikisa davra muta letaltel, davra muta letaltel should tzarech lemash meish mitchilo. Meaning to say that if I often have items in my pocket that's not moktza and therefore it makes sense they're still there on Shabbos, I should make sure to check them. The Sharetzian points out this is true even if you're not going into a Shusarab and so you're only going into a Carmelis. I, if I'm not sure I have anything, we should apply the idea of Suffolk der Banu Makula. So the Sharetzian writes, Tadavra Motsui Virogal Hu Lasais Bekiso Koyim Meachol Shardavarim. First of all, it's very common that you do carry things, so it's not such a suffix, it's likely you have something there. And also, you could check it very easily. The the basic application of suffix Durban Lakula, when you have a little bit of the milk that fell into the chicken soup, and there's no way to determine how much is there. So we have no choice. Suffolk Durban Lakula Paskins, I'm allowed to eat the soup. But in any situation where it's you could easily just figure it out, so then you can't rely on Suffolk there but on the Kula. Now it's interesting, he doesn't mention this, but Lechora, there'd be another reason why you should make sure to check, even if it's a Carmelis, and that's based on what he writes in Hilchasitzis. He says, if you walk outside into a Carmelis uh, with a begid that's only half open and half closed, so that's a suffix as to whether or not that needs tzitzis. Uh, assuming it doesn't require tzitzis, the strings on the begid would actually be considered carrying the strings. And the question is, so regarding the mitzvah of tzitzis, I would for sure want to put strings on here because it might require tzitzis. However, now I want to walk outside into a Carmelis, I have a suffolk if I'm carrying or not. So maybe you could say, no problem, suffolk there but on the kula, and therefore you're allowed to go. He says, it's not so simple, because Samach wrote paskin, that Suffolk the Rabban and the Kula is only post facto. After it happened, the, the, the milk already fell into the soup. That's when we apply Suffolk the Rabban and the Kula. But to create a Suffolk the Rabban and that you can't do. So although he doesn't quote that here, that would be a, another Svara 
it would seem, to say, make sure to, uh, to check your pockets before walking outside the Eruv. So we're now concluding Simon Reish Nun Beis, and we'll start tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem Reish Nun Gimel.